I like to blocked. mute people so I don't even know they're blocked. <laughs> I just figured right. that out last week how to mute somebody too. Now let's talk about LeVar Ball. And people are saying that he made some inappropriate statements and he's saying that he didn't and explains what he meant. So you guys listen up and see if this can be taken out of context. He was talking to Molly Karam and here's what happened. LeVar, can I switch gears with you? Because I have a question you here. You can switch gears with me anytime. <laughs> Let's stay oh, focused boy. here. All right. Um, all right. So he. Yeah, I got you. Right. Adrian Wojcicki face. Draft night. Zion Williamson face. <laughs> oh man, I feel like we're gonna get into basketball later once the draft. Gets. I feel like it's been a while. It has been. It has been. I don't want to. How are you? All that other great stuff. I don't want to. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Because you always BS the answer anyway and say you're good. Um, that's not true. Intern, playback. Oh, we ain't got an intern yet. <laughs> we ain't got no intern. Where's Ari? He, he's getting his hair uh, braided at the moment. Wow, sedity. Yes, he, yeah, very sedity. Huh? Who does his braids? Tiff, well, he has like a legit hair braided like D-Wade and his boys. Certainly not me. No. Uh, like Mama Iverson used to do, <laughs> Tiffany does. <laughs> Tiffany does uh, Caden's hair and Callie's hair. I only manage to do my own because I'm bold. You have none, so yeah. Keep shaving. Uh, that's what I have to do. I actually have to shave mine tonight, but Ball people problems. <laughs> uh, do you be having like scrapes in your head when you shave yourself? No. Uh, I have this very weird system, and I say weird because it's never accurate. Uh, I put the phone like so I'm taking a picture of myself, selfie mode, mm-hmm. and then I stand in front of a mirror and with the clippers in one hand and my phone trying to see the back of my head in the other hand. Why don't you just get another mirror? That's too much. That's too much. That's too For much. someone who has to shave every week, I don't see how that could be too much. That's too much. Shaving every week already is a as a hassle. To doing having to purchase a mirror, it's too much. To having to purchase a mirror. <laughs> it's too much. You're ridiculous, yo. It's it's. But yeah, it's a. Uh, He's getting his hair braided. Now, in turns, uh, he's off. So, that's where we are. Um, I did have a conversation I wanted to have with you. Uh, a little lighthearted before we get into the basketball stuff and the all the other stuff. Um, would you ever... Would you ever... Let me change that. Could you ever be a step parent? <laughs> um, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think that, so. That's to could be now. Uh, if your situation wasn't m- happily married. Would you let someone else be a step parent? No. 
Okay. Interesting. Explain to me your reasoning behind that. Um, I'm very funny about my children. So that's like, like the idea of, um, another woman, quote unquote, mothering my children. It just doesn't, it just doesn't sit right in my soul. Um, and for that very reason, I can't, you know, pretend to be someone else's mother. It just, I don't, it's just one of those things to me where, um, and I, I don't want to be disrespectful for those who are um, actively being a step parent and you feel like you're so involved that you just drop the step and then you're like, that's my kid. Um, but for me, uh, when you carry, when you carry a child and, you know, you bring him into the world and you, you nurture him or her and bring them up and going through school and every, like, it's just, it's just a different, it's just a different relationship to me that, that can't be mimicked or duplicated or stepped on, you know what I mean? By, by another individual. It's just, Look at you, pun. Look at you, punny. Look, look at me with the puns. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just one of those weird things to me. Like I've always commended those who like have stepped into that role. And like, um, nah, that's not my stepson. That's my son. Like that's a cool story for them. I but I can't I can't see myself in that um, position at all. And this is one of the reasons why I wanted to have this conversation with you. Um, you probably predicted that, right? No, no. I, honestly, I don't ever have any. Um, I don't ever have any preset notion of how you're going to answer anything I ask you. So I'm always just pleased in your answering of it because I. Every time you answer something, I, I always get that it's genuine. Because I don't ask you ahead of time, because we don't plan it ahead of time. Uh, every time I do ask you something, I feel like it's coming from a real place. And that's not to say anybody else that I spoke to about this, it hasn't come from a real place from them. But it's just different. Uh, seemingly, all females asked have the same response. Yeah, I can see that. And. I can see that. This conversation started from a TV show or something, and I turned around and I said, huh? Was it Love and Hip Hop? No, it was Love and Hip Hop. But it may have been. I don't know. I I immediately thought about um, Rashida and Kurt, who, when he stepped out out of his marriage and, you know, had an illegitimate child and, you know... The child comes around and now Rashida has to be like a quote unquote stepmom at times. You know what I mean? Um, so that's what I thought about when you asked me, but go ahead. No, I'm going to get back to that because that does play into this as well. And maybe it was uh, Love and Hip Hop because I don't typically watch it. If it's on Tiffany's watching it, I'll be like, I'll sit down and be present, but I won't be paying attention. So maybe it was. Um, but I asked her if she would 
be uh, someone's stepmom. And she was like, no. And her uh, reasoning more so was the relationship never seems to really be over with uh, baby mamas or baby fathers. There always seems to be some uh, leeway in terms of having that door so open to cross back over. That was her reasoning. Um, I'm sure she'll correct me once this comes out and tell me it's wrong, but whatever. (laughs) For guys, I think guys are easier to be like, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't know if I would mind being somebody's stepfather. Uh, Not that it's weird. I guess my, let me me answer. I guess my stance is if it, like, you can't, you can't help who you fall in love with. And if at the time you fall for somebody who has a kid, that kid now becomes a part of who you fell for. Mm -hmm. A lot of people uh, agree, both sides agree. I'm not rushing to introduce my kid to somebody that I'm not sure is going to be in their life for a long period of time. So I guess there is that hidden, uh, well, it's not really hidden. If you're dating somebody and find out they have a kid, that's something that usually comes out right away and it's not a surprise eight months into the relationship oh surprise i have a kid yeah guys i feel like are more receptive to a female having a kid and being like okay whereas females like you mentioned before are more like nah i'm good yeah you mentioned having someone else mother your kids. In most instances, don't females get the bulk of uh, judges' favor in terms of custody? So technically, she wouldn't be mothering your kids because you would have them majority of the time. She would be around your kids when she's not with you, but she wouldn't be mothering your kids. Well, if you want to put it like that, but if they have to, you know, visit their father on the weekends or um, we're in separate states and they go to stay with their father for the summer, then, you know, she's part half responsible um, for my children while they're, you know, with their father. So, you know, she could be, it's like part-time, you know what I mean? Like part-time mothering, um, she wouldn't brunt all of the responsibility because those are not her children and their father would be there. But um, when they are with the father and then he's not there because maybe he's working or something and, you know, they have to be left in the care of her. It's, it's you know, like the idea of that, it doesn't... Doesn't sit well with me. This started with MILF. If I can remember, this started with MILF. The show? Yeah. Yeah, I follow. Yeah. It it started with MILF because uh, I think it was the episode about the vaccinations where old girl 
Um, if you don't follow or have never seen MILF, uh, it's a relationship where they're exes now. Uh, one ex is engaged to another woman. And the conversation between the parents was that they did not want their son to be vaccinated. The father did. The mother did not. And the fiance, who would be the stepmother in this story, took the kid to be vaccinated because the father requested such. This is where this all came from. And of course, mom had an issue with that and she wilded out. Yeah, rightfully so. Rightfully so. Um, side note, Mills will not be returning to Showtime because uh, Shorty is a freak and she got some sexual harassment <laughs> things pending against her. And the studio was like, yeah, okay, we're done. But um, Shorty, that's sexual harassment? Yeah. Put a pin in that because that's part of a conversation we're having later too. Put a pin in that. That's, that's a first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it was actually against uh, the fiance in the show. Really? Yeah. She seemed a little special. So. Yeah. Yeah. A great talent. It was a really good show. It sucks. But um, just wanted to throw that out there for anybody who felt like they would be interested in watching the show. It's two quick seasons. So if you still care. Um but yeah, that would be a huge problem because like who asked you, lady? Like that's not that's not your place. If the father and I are having a disagreement about something, it's not your place to go ahead and go behind my back because half of the party said go do XYZ. If he really felt strongly about it, then he himself should have done it and then we would have had, you know, we would have had our bout and, and that would have been fine because that's what happens when you try to co-parent. But for sure, did you just get up like, nah? And she should have declined just on the bait, like, this is not my fight. Like, I don't have a, like, this is between the mother and the father. I'm just, you know, the fiance at the moment. I'm not even legit, you know, a part of your family. Like, if that's something that you want to do, then you yourself need to go ahead and do that. Don't involve me, like, in this. And that's, like, that's a, a whole another thing with, um, women marrying into uh, a family that's already established, like, a lot of times they don't know their, their the boundaries and they especially black women, you know how we are, mouthy, loud, opinionated. Um, like, we brought up Rashida and Kirk. When Kirk's son came to the house, he's two and a half years old, and he was in pull-up still, and she like, oh, nah, we don't do that around here, like, because her son was potty trained at like 18 months. So she was, you know, like mouth enough about the kid beginning pull-ups at two and a half. But it's like, I get where she's coming from, but but you don't know the situation that's going on in that woman's house to understand why her son might still be in pull-ups at two and a half. But it's like, that's the thing. Like women talk a lot. They don't know when to shut up. They don't know when to push, you know, not push back, have a seat. This is not my fight. Maybe the two of you need to work this out on your own. Leave me out of it. Let me just be your wife, your fiance, your girlfriend. And I don't have to be, you know, that stepmother role, quote unquote, whether it's, you know, full time, quarter of time, half time, 10% of the time, like whatever. Just let me be 
um, you know, let me be your 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 fiance or your wife or whatever the case is, and then we can like, I can be her friend, I can be that little girl's friend, I can be that dude's friend. Like, I don't need to be this this third parent. Like, that's just me. Like, I don't need to be I don't need to be a third parent. <laughs> I don't I really don't, and I don't want a third parent involved in my kids' lives. It's just it just complicates things, different philosophies, different ideologies opinions like it's co-parenting i would imagine would be difficult enough you know what i mean like and we don't need an additional party you know involved in that so that's just my stance on it i'm uh, she's not gonna mind me sharing the story but uh my my friend star she's and uh she was telling me when we're having a conversation she was telling me about a situation with her where her stepdad's been in her life, all her life, and her dad technically wasn't. So w- one day she was having surgery, and both stepdad and dad were in the room, and they were like, well, who's the father? And stepdad was like, I am. And dad, dad was like, no, I am. And then <laughs> stepdad was like, the hell you not? Like, since when? <laughs> Like, because as far as she can remember, like, I've been here in her life. And it was something that they had to work through. Long story less long. They eventually came to agreement and became really good friends from it. But it's uh, instances like that where you said where there's just conversations need to be had about boundaries. Yeah. I can understand why somebody wouldn't want to be in a place where it's uh, three parent or four parents, maybe, because if it's a blended family and now that person's remarried or in a new relationship and you're in a new relationship, I get it. Um, but I guess in my mind as a guy, I feel like, oh, okay, well, we can, as four adults, come to a mutual understanding for the benefit of the child. Not to say that there won't be fights or disagreements but you're right. The primary parents are the decision holders on what happens with the child. It gets sure. it gets it gets dicey when you have step parents or like new marriages now because you're assuming the role of not mom but legit a, a stepmom. Right. Yeah, like, and don't tell my kids what to do. Like, it's just too much for me. Like, I, I wouldn't be able to take it. I wouldn't be able to take it. I'm gonna play devil's advocate here, but, and, and not like you know and speak to them every week. But how do you think Gabby does it with uh, the Wades? Because they seem that they seem to have a good grasp on that. Yeah, her approach is like those are your sons, and I'm your wife. Like she doesn't she doesn't call them she doesn't say our boys. She would refer to them as the boys because she understands like what comes with that, and you know, not being their mother, them having a mother. Like she understands what that means, so she doesn't 
she doesn't even like refer to them as like stepkids per se. Um, it's like, yeah, those are your boys and I'm your wife and we're a family. Like that, and it it seems to be working really well. She's super cool with them, takes the boys out, you know, by herself without without Dwayne being there. Um Yeah. It, it she's also, doing all right. She's also got it easy because those minus the younger one, those boys are practically I don't want to call them grown men, but they're on their way. They're they're, they're well on their way. Uh, she, she was there. Uh, I want to say five years now. So they were like kids when she got there. Yeah, because I think Zaire is sixteen. So. But yeah, she has it pretty good now. They're big. They're out of the house most of the time because they're very involved in uh, basketball. Um, she's and not fat. home a lot. And she's, fat. <laughs> she's an entertainer. So, yeah. yeah. I think it's just interesting. Uh, just Will and uh, Jada and Trey's mom. I never know her name, but She's another example of someone. Something. Cherie, 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 something like that. Um, Granted, uh, having Will Smith as your baby father and being able to go wherever he goes or have a very nice life catered for you. Um, I wonder how that's situation. Yeah, I think Jada touched on it um on one of the red table talk episodes um it took her a while if i can remember correctly um stepping into that role as quote unquote stepmom um and then she said that she had to kind of you know pull back and remember that he already has a mother um and they already have a relationship and you know that's his mother and she's just you know will's wife and when she came to that conclusion, then, you know, everything was like free flowing, loving, um, even with his mom, with the baby mom. So. So in that instance, uh, for those of you who are new listeners to the show, don't worry, we're going to get to the sports. Uh, but this is predominantly what the summer conversations will sound like. Uh yeah, but would you say in the the best stance in this situation would be to be a friend more so than a parent? Yes, one hundred percent. But how do you? Especially if the parent is still living, like if the parent is deceased, and you know maybe the kid is like yearning for that or something. Um then okay, I can see you trying to step into that role. But if it's just like on a divorce situation and that child still has, you know, their mother or the father, whatever the case is, just, you know, I'm your dad's wife or I'm your I'm your mom's husband, like whatever. Like, and that's what it is. I'm not your stepmom. I'm not gonna, you know, try to tell you what to do and 
give you rules and chores and all those other kind of stuff. Like you can see your your biological parent for that. And as long as you remain respectful, then you know, we're cool. Like I won't disrespect you. If you don't disrespect me, like we're fine. I won't try to be your mother or father. Let's just be cool and you know, see where it goes. How does that work for young, young kids though? I'm not asking you how it works like you have the answers because you're in a situation. I'm just trying to have conversation. I get for older kids that can be the approach, but how does that work for someone who may be your kid's age? And I only, I'm only bringing it home so we can kind of relate to it on that level. That's, and I'll use your wife just because, like, yeah, you're going to your father's house, you know, his wife is Tiffany, you know, call her Tiffany, and that's it. Be respectful. Don't be rude. Um, you know, and I would expect them, I would expect Ethan to say, hey, Tiffany, can I get a snack? You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine him to be thinking that's his, his other mom. No, that's your dad's wife. Her name is Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> that's it oh that's funny uh (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah i could i don't i don't know i don't know i did though um there was this this pastor who came to our church um friday night and he did this long Father's Day post. Um, his his oldest daughter, who was actually not his daughter, it's his wife's daughter, um, you know, gave him a speech or whatever, and it was very emotional for the both of them. And at the end of it, he was like, "She's not my step anything. She is my daughter." So you know, and she was like fourteen or something like that, like early teenage years. Um, I believe she was little when he and the mother, you know, got together. So, you know, there's that dynamic as well. Like, and I said, I could res- I respect people who, you know, step into some, a, a child's life and just be like, nah, that's not my step. That's my kid. You know what I mean? For Hold some on people that- I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get somebody who's in a situation on a line. I sent the text, so hopefully they respond here. Wait, you need to be quiet? You don't have to be quiet. I just want to let you know you are on the Whatever Face podcast live, so don't incriminate yourself or anybody else. I'm just saying, you're interrupting like my Will of Fortune time, so let me just turn my TV down a little bit. This nigga said Will of Fortune. <laughs> okay. I'm my brain. Long time listener of the show, uh, Mary. How are you? I'm great. <laughs> great. Never better. We're, Never we're having a conversation about step parents, and I wanted to get your take. Okay. All right. Now we we were talking about. Uh, well, I just asked Mel. Uh, if she would be a stepmom and her like many other females have answered no that they would not could okay. you see yourself being a stepmom one 
No, that was that's always been one of my rules of dating. I never dated guys with kids because I didn't want to be a stepmom. Even though I knew I had a child, it was just like that was just one of my things that I knew I couldn't handle. My maturity level at that time would not allow me to handle being a stepmom. I mean, I've grown and matured a lot since then, but... Okay. You said that, and you said because you have a daughter. Is that some sort of double standard where you can let some... It's kind of jacked up. I mean, it's all in your preference. See, okay, let me, let me, let me say this. I didn't have any baby daddy drama. Okay. I didn't have anybody voicing their opinion other than myself when it pertains to my child. So... I just didn't want to have to deal with baby mama drama. Like I, or we wanted to pick up the child and you mad because he said something you didn't like. It was just something I just, I've seen a lot of bad situations happening with baby mothers and fathers. So it's, it was very, it's very rare that you find I'm not saying it's a bad come across so wrong. Oh, my God. No, no, no. You're good. But I'm... I'm... It's real. I'm just like, I, I haven't come across many women. I love y'all, I do. But a lot of the women that I've come across, they just are bitter when it comes to their baby's fathers. And it's very rare. I have a few friends that handle it well, but I have one more who don't. Did you guys, you guys, as in you and your husband, did y'all have any conversations about boundaries prior to or even during or after marriage Absolutely. in terms of, okay. Before we got married, you know, of course. And it was funny because Ronald said he would never marry a woman who had a child. Joshua, he said it, his aunt told it to me as well. You know, like, well, he said he would never be with anybody who had kids. So I was like, well, I don't have kids. I have one. <laughs> that was like one of the biggest things when we decided that we were going to take our relationship to the next step. Because you're not just marrying me. You're marrying into my family. So it's like my daughter had to have a say-so. You know, so before we got super deep in our relationship, they had to, they had to meet. Okay. And... I guess the, his stance has become, no, that's my daughter. She's not a step, yes. but that's my daughter. Absolutely. And her father is completely cool with him being the authoritative and, well, not that he has a cool, he, not that he has to be cool with it because, yeah, that's that. going on for 10 years. And like I said, I, I, was, I was in a situation where, um, like, that, that wasn't my story. I didn't have to have his permission. He didn't have a say-so. It was me and my daughter. I was raising her my way, and that was it. All right. So, when we, when she, when she met Ronald, and they fell in love with one another, it was just kind of like a perfect match for me and her. All right, the last thing before I let you go. How long before he met her? Or did you tell him right away that you had a daughter? Like, how long before you knew that he was well, going to be in your wish it was a little different because we've known each other for a very long time. So he's always known I had a daughter. Oh, all right. We were 
we didn't deal with each other. We met through a mutual friend, and he always knew I had a daughter. So when he decided to, when we decided to date, he already knew that coming into the picture that oh yeah, she has a child. All right. Well, thank you for calling in to the Whatever Face podcast. Uh, we appreciate your feedback and your maturity. I guess. Oh, uh, I mean, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That was not delayed, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. All right. We, we shall try. Yeah, I had to text her first because I didn't want her to get up here and be like, well, first of all, and mad bleeps were going to be thrown out. So, but that's, that's, a, I guess, I guess that's a, a unique situation because he was made aware. Well, obviously he was made aware from the very beginning, but she, he didn't have anybody else to sort of kind of, have to maneuver around. It was okay. This is her mom. She's the one that's making the call. So that, that, that's a unique situation. But anyway, yeah, I, I, I guess it's different strokes of different folks, of course, uh, as such as life in general. Uh, but it is what it is. Uh, on from step parents and that whole spiel to uh this is gonna be the first time we've done this live and we're we're gonna switch over to basketball draft picks are in surprise 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 number one this African looking nigga in this white tuxedo. <laughs> He on a glow up from the uh, the lottery joint. Boy, he looked like somebody's old deacon brother with that gray suit that he had on. He had like gray socks, gray suit, gray shirt. Well, he got a stylist now. He about to come into the big money. Yeah. Bust down Roly. Like, all right, Zion, I see you. That's rented. Oh, yeah, of course. It's, it's probably advanced, you know what I mean? Drill, like, come see me once you sign that contract, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I don't know why the Pelicans are taking forever or Adam Silver's taking forever to announce. Everybody and their mama knew that they yeah, were like, come on. I was like, just do this already. How crazy would it be if they don't pick him? If they do not pick him, I think it's, it sends the rest of the draft into an uproar. Oh, yeah, for sure. And you would have to have a really good reason not to pick him. Yeah. It's just going to be like KD when he stay in Golden State. And you're going to send the rest of free agency in the uproar. Yeah. We're, we're going we're gonna to get... Now that we're here for the basketball segment, I know it seemed like it was a very rough transition from step-parents to this, but I didn't have any catchy... Oh, LeBron James and Delonte West. I could have used that one. Mm -hmm. Damn it! <laughs> uh, I hate doing okay. Um, do we put any stock in number one picks? Nope. 
I feel like for the past couple of years, the number one pick has been Basuda. Yeah. Look at all of the guys who are dominating the NBA now. The only number one pick, LeBron. <laughs> the only one. And KD was number two. The rest of them was like seven. Giannis was 15. Kawhi was 15, I believe. Um, Clay Not- was like 11. They picked Zion. No surprise there. Surprise, surprise. Way to keep the suspense, Pelicans. Season ticket holders, how much them prices gonna go go up? And up then smoothie. See, but Zion's already a big nigga, and going to New Orleans where there's nothing but food around, I uh, I don't I don't know if it's training. Yeah, he's gonna have to have somebody. He's gonna have to have somebody right in his in his camp, a trainer, a nutritionist, a chef, something, because he already was talking about having a lot of time off because like coming from college where you have like school schedule, basketball schedule, everything is like so everything is just like laid out and your days are packed. There's like really no no downtime. And then you go to the league and you don't have it's just like you practice for a few hours a day and then, you know, basically the rest of the day is yours. And he's like, what am I supposed to do all that free time? Don't eat, nigga. I know that. Just find something else to do. That nigga gonna be in every Zatarans and Popeyes commercial. He's a little slipper right now, though. He had to get into his suit. He couldn't wear that extra baggy suit he wore for the lottery. <laughs> I'm like, yo, who does Zion like this, bro? That's a suit Pops had in the closet. Like, you know what? Put this on right quick. <laughs> He said, you running out? Put this on right quick. Have you ever been to a draft? I have not. Me either. I'm trying to go next year if it's here. Only My only problem with drafts is if I don't keep up with the, the players. Uh... Yeah, it got to be a lit. Like, this draft is not really that lit. It's kind of top-heavy. It's like five guys at the top, four or five guys at the top. And after that, it's just like whatever. Whoever's here, whatever, we'll pick. Um, but yeah, if the draft is lit next year, I think it's which it is supposed to be. If it's out here, I'm gonna try to get in there, see what that'd be like. The, a lot of these NBA players, man, dads went shopping oh, and he came cry. back. I love to see men cry. How does that feel to raise a kid that gets drafted to a professional sport? Like, yo, I can't. Oh, don't cry, Zion. He gonna gonna waste the whole uh, Grizzlies. You know who you picking to, nigga? Ain't no, ain't no (laughs) serious. John Moran off the board. If these niggas take RJ Barrett just because, I would holler. They should. Oh, man. Um, That's awesome. Kudos to him. Uh, The draft day did start with a whole lot of excitement. Uh, The freaking Hawks traded their pick. Um, Minnesota. 
They, yeah, they <laughs> traded that pick. Um, Hawks got a nice little package, though. Um, pause. <laughs> but yeah, Hawks traded uh, their uh, their pick to move up to number four from the. Uh, no, Pelican, yeah, Pelicans traded the fourth pick to the Hawks. Yeah, the fourth pick that they got from the AD trade, AD which trade. is which is we're gonna touch on because the Lakers organization did not put together a max salary a to have a max salary. How crazy! And already the Pelicans have flipped this trade to five draft picks. I don't know what Rob. I don't know what Rob was doing. I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know who's there making deals. But this is crazy. You, you forget to make room to sign a max player. How is that even possible? I want to know what the what the uh, outcome from that is going to be. Like, what happens now? Yeah, you can't get a what you jeopardize getting a third uh, a third uh, max guy. Like, I, has yeah. this ever happened before? Yeah, that's what's basically going to happen. They're going to have to go for like two or three mid level. Type contracts. They don't have anybody else outside of Kuzma, AD, and LeBron anyway. So uh, whatever decisions they do make, they're going to have to put people around them. Yeah. Second pick, Adam Silver. Of course, as everybody. John Morant, number two pick. Going to the Memphis Grizzlies. We're not doing this. I hate his suit. The matching shirt. That's yeah. That's the Portobello special. Is what? Yeah, that ain't it, fam. That ain't it. This chain is cute though. But yeah, the uh, Lakers don't know what they're doing. I don't know how somebody in the organization didn't catch that before they sent the trade through. And I, I catch that. Like you said, the Pelicans have now flipped that into five. Five. Yep. Five <laughs> picks. Yep. And all they did was get rid of one player that was going to leave them next year anyway. <laughs> it's, it's insane. I don't know. That nigga must have been doing these deals from the bathroom stall by himself. <laughs> I, can't, I can't understand how he missed that. That was the whole point of, of, of Magic clearing everything before so they can get two max players. Then they got LeBron, so that was one, and then that left them room for just one more. And I don't know how they screwed up. I don't know how they screwed that up. I'm surprised that they tried to rush to get it in as fast as possible before, um, like, why the necessity to, to, they announced that, like, right after the finals, no? Yeah, it was, like, the finals was Thursday, I think the Raptors won, and then Saturday, because we was coming back from Hershey Park, and I got the, the update. I'm like, what? You made this deal on the weekend, Saturday, Yeah. Yeah, you could have let that deal. That deal would have sat till Monday. It would have sat, sat there till July first, Rob. He's an agent. I don't know what he, I don't know what the Lakers. I don't know what Genie Bus is going to do with him or the Rambi, whoever's making the decisions there. I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> Rambi. <laughs> 
Because he's not, I don't know what he's doing. He don't know what he's doing. This is a waste. It's a waste. Free agency is going to go into a tizzy, uh, depending on what Durant does and how that shapes up the rest of everybody else this summer. Um, I don't think Mike Conley's already on a move. He's now in Utah. Uh, yeah, uh, you like that? I don't like Mike Conley getting the money he's getting. I don't think he deserves the money that he's getting. Um, whatever. He's a he's a good defender. He's he's a good passer, so he can help make Donovan better. But I I I'm not sold on him having the contract that he does. Yeah, look at Chris Paul. He's just yeah. a money maker now. That nigga's uh, Houston's in disarray. Uh, I like the move for the Jazz. Um, I know Rubio is. He's probably gonna try to get something else. Uh, he's probably he probably can go someplace else and get not a decent deal, but get better treatment than what uh, Utah was doing. Snake a father dressed like a pimp. Nigga look like Joe Button. Don't do that. Don't be disrespectful. He does. Fedora the Explorer. He does. Just like him. That beard and that fedora. The Knicks. A lot of hard work. Pops paid off. It's a cool $6 million contract. I think this is not every dad's dream, but to... <laughs> Push your kids past the limit that you haven't gone to just so that they could play a sport and make millions. Yep. Yep. Look at LeVar. LeVar is part of the conversation we're, we're having in a second. Next, they're going to nick their pick is in. Here we go. <laughs> Hold on, let me get my IG story ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> Come with me, people. Because the Knicks, R.J. Barrett is going to be a bust. You think so? Oh, yeah, for sure. He's going to be one of those Duke players that don't do nothing in the NBA. I can feel it. Look at him. R.J. Barrett said he wanted to be the man in New York. Obviously, that was after finding out that the Pelicans (laughs) had the number one pick and that... Had no way in the world of Landon Zion. <laughs> Come on, Adam Silver. Here we, we go. go. All right, I'm I'm going live. All right, I'm live on my podcast, whatever face. I gotta see what uh, Adam Silver. Um, hey, right. Okay. What do you know? First three picks when is expected. All right. This might be the first time I've ever seen like a Knicks pick not get booed. They're really satisfied with this. He's gonna be trash. <laughs> <laughs> he's my guy. Like Duke is my team always, but he's gonna be trash in the league. Watch. That's the fire. Uh, oh well. Oh, 
right, I'm counting, guys. I, I got a hot take for you. Uh, hit me. I, I, I need you to hear me out while I, while I give my hot take. But no one's going to be talking about this, and I'm calling this now. When we play this episode back, when it happens, just know you heard it here first. Mello should go to Golden State. <laughs> ask, ask me why. I just want him. He's a ball hog. Ask me why. Why would they want him? He's a ball hog. Give him a year lease. You neither side loses if you give him a year lease. Try him out for a year. You have nothing to lose. You have no KD. You have no clay. You have like it's gonna be Steph, Draymond, Iggy. Give Melo a year lease. Try him out. If he doesn't work out, you can wipe your hands with it and be done with it. But if you're Melo, you're going to a situation where it's winning culture. You've been shafted since leaving New York. If you can, if if Bob can convince Melo or sell Melo's agent on the idea of Melo being the anchor for the second squad, I think Melo can get much better in his career. It's the best career move for him right now, as opposed to going to China, as opposed to keep posting these workout <laughs> videos. <laughs> I think he's going to end up overseas playing against LaMelo Ball. Does it not make sense, though? His style no, of play. His style of play does not fit with what Golden State does. If he's a if he's the anchor of the second squad, I'm not telling. I'm not saying to start. I'm not saying to start. Even on the second squad, they're gonna get Harrison Barnes back. You had two. That that'd be the worst case scenario. But <laughs> well, he averaged more points than Melo did last season, so probably not the worst case scenario. Don't do that. And he did. If you're he telling Harrison Barnes, averaged quiet, very quietly up there in Sacramento, 18 points. Shooting 40% from the three-point line. If you make Melo a spot-up shooter... He opted, out of, uh, he opted out of his contract. He's going to go back home to Golden State, take a little less money. He's familiar with the guys, the culture, the system. I'm, I regret to tell you this, and it saddens me as well, because I really like Melo. I, you know, I love what he's done. I love his family, Lala. Kyan, those are my peoples. Those are my cousins in my head. Can I tell me otherwise? But his days in the NBA are over. That's why I say give him the year lease. Because everybody, everybody's, they're already writing Golden State off as being a lottery team and not making the playoffs next year. Melo's already been counted out. These niggas just crying up a storm. Oh, I'm He's like boo-hooing. We said, let me try it. Oh, man. Everybody's crying. Like you didn't know your kid was going to be drafted. But anyway, it's the best case scenario <laughs> for him. In my head, I thought this out. Yeah, well, your logic is flawed. You just got to sell him on the idea of being. Nobody's a, pitching a anything to Melo. Nobody's answering his agent's calls. They're not. They're not. Done. It's like he had a whole year. Nobody wanted to touch Melo for a whole NBA season. So why why would they come knocking now? 
you had two injuries, two really big injuries that jeopardized your finals. Side note, congratulations to the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I still can't believe Kyle Lowry is an NBA champion. Like, <laughs> Kyle Lowry is an NBA champion, bro. Nigga, I can't believe Jeremy Lin is an NBA champion. I mean, like, that's, you're going to always have those. Guys who just ride the bench and get a ring. Nigga didn't do anything. He played 30 seconds, fixed his arm sleeve. Dribbled the ball over half court and shot an air ball, I believe. Like, did you see that clip of his uh, finals highlights? It was yeah, literally. That's what I'm talking about it. <laughs> like 40 seconds left. <laughs> yeah, two plays. One of them was a bust. The other one was a uh, burning out the clock. That's nothing. But Kyle Lowry, he was actually playing. He actually contributed points, and that nigga has an NBA championship, bro. I said I was going to open with this, so I might as well do it now. I ain't gonna hold you. That song is kind of fire. Never even heard it. You hear the the the. the, the I the, saw it floating around. I didn't have any. Uh, two songs Drake put out when the Raptors uh, beat the Warriors in the finals. Uh, that one is Omerta. Mm. But yeah, it, it reminds you of. Uh, how much time is this nigga spending on the intro to Tuscan Leather? There's no hook. It's literally him just spazzing. Uh, Canadian was in his bag. I don't know if this was something he just had sitting in the tuck, but I'm going to buy the building to every door that closed on me. That was fire. That was fire. Yeah. Yeah. You got hot lines. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, these niggas won the finals. Uh, Lakers are actually up next in a draft. I think after this, there really is no more big surprises, uh, unless they're, they're trades. Picking but... for the Hawks, <clears throat> yeah, seriously, essentially, yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much after that is like whatever auto auto pick. <laughs> yeah, this draft class is pretty weak. Ain't nobody really exciting coming out. I always wonder though who in like two or three years is gonna be like the next Giannis or like Joel Embiid or like Dame Lillard, you know. Those guys that kind of go under the radar. The European nigga that uh, everybody was looking at, Zion. I know you saw that picture. Everybody was crying around Zion. He yeah, was, he was just sitting there, <laughs> sitting there watching everybody ask Zion questions. <laughs> yep, that nigga. Yep, he gonna be the one. Uh, he gonna be trash. <laughs> yeah, that was DeAndre, the dude from Virginia, is now a hawk. <laughs> 
Don't be fooled by the name, son. You got drafted by a team <laughs> that lost it. So he's going to put on the Lakers hat at first, and then they're going to give him an Atlanta hat. Oh. But uh, while we're discussing Lakers uh, and former Lakers, uh, as you heard the opening, LeVar Ball. LeVar, LeVar. We said we were going to put a pin in the conversation about old girl having a sexual harassment uh, case on her. And here's that part of the conversation where we picked it back up. <laughs> Take that pin I- I hate the way society is formed. We played it in the beginning. Because, did you think that was sexual at all? Yeah, I actually watched the uh, first take live when he was on it. So I, I saw this in real time without any, like, you know, social media reaction or ESPN, you know, making statements or whatever. And um, when he said it and when she responded, the way she responded, I was like, all right, shorty, relax. Like, like, where's your mind at? That's how I took it. I felt like she took what he was saying the wrong way. And like, he didn't even, I didn't get anything sexual from him. I don't know where, I don't know where that energy came from. I don't know why her mind was there. I don't know what people are thinking when they see this or when they saw this or whatever, but I didn't get anything sexual from that response. She said, let's switch gears here. And he said, you can switch gears with me anytime. Like he was just repeating her language. <laughs> so I don't know where, you know, the sexual innuendos, I don't know where that, I don't know where that's coming from. I don't see anything wrong with what he's saying. That's typical LeVar, the salacious faces that he made, you know, twisting his mouth being all charismatic and like that's just Le- that's just who LeVar is that's really just who he is and for ESPN to make this grand you know gesture of banning him from all of their platforms it's like whoa tell us how you really feel I was just getting back in with ESPN too like I was you know I've been watching Fox Sports for a while now um after the Jamel Hill incident, I had like, you know, I wasn't really messing with ESPN like that. But like this past month, I've been like, you know, watching the shows uh, High Noon with Bomani and Pablo, um, Highly Questionable with Poppy. Um, yeah, so I've been getting back with ESPN recently and I was just like, here you go again. Like, come on. What, like, is, is, is that really necessary? She really felt like sexually offended from his from that comment. Really, it, it speaks to how heightened everybody's uh, antennas are in this climate to anything. I saw somebody say, and I agree with it one hundred percent. Men should just learn sign language in order to communicate in this day and age. Men should just learn sign language, like. Yeah, because if that's going to get you a sexual harassment, whatever, then, yeah, I don't know what I don't know what you guys are going to do. I don't know what humanity is going to do. Like, how we talk to each other if I say to you, let's switch gears, and you say to me, we can switch gears anytime. Like, what the hell? Why would you say, let's switch gears to me if you don't want me to say it back to you? Like... But if you know LeVar, one, he loves his wife, and he's all about his wife. Always talking about Tina. That's the one thing he said 
when everybody was asking him about the Lonzo trade and when people were asking him about Allen, the business partner that like ciphered a million dollars from the business, they were like, are you hurt? Did it hurt your feelings? He's like, the only thing that would hurt me is if my wife left me. And that's why it bothers me. You know how much the man loves his wife. You said he's charismatic and he's just a personality. I didn't get anything sexual, but I'm a guy. And if I say that, of course, it's, oh, well, yeah, of course, but you wouldn't. But there was nothing sexual about what he said. No, it wasn't. It really wasn't. He it reminds really me of the guy in the barbershop that just wants to talk about any and everything. And you switch the topic on him. It's like a battle rapper. You switch the topic and he'll freestyle because he just loves talking trash that mm -hmm. much. So him saying, mm -hmm. you can switch gears with me anytime you want. Nigga, we can talk about anything. Sure. Right. Let's talk about whatever. I'm here. Right. I'm not gonna stop talking because my son got traded. Nigga, I'm here. I'm here to talk. Like that's why y'all got me up here to talk. Yeah, I think it was completely overblown. I get it. There's a there are real, you know, sexual harassment cases out here, Me Too movement. All of that stuff is legit, but that really wasn't anything to bite at. That really wasn't anything. And it's like, come on, ESPN, really? You go from really? a situation like that where it's clearly uh, not even miscommunication, but you're right. She made it more hot than what his comp. Like, if he would have said, yeah, baby, or if he would have put any sexual, any undertone right. into it, I would have been like, at her or something, or like licked his lips or something. Then you can say, okay, maybe he was being a little bit, you know, out of pocket. But he really didn't. He just said, yeah, you can switch gears with me anytime. Shrugged his shoulders and kept it moving. And she was like, whoa, let's keep it. And I was like, well, why would she say that? <laughs> like, because I know what he meant. So why would you think he was being sexual? Unless you were looking at him sexually. There was no reason for her to say that unless she already had in her mind some inappropriate stuff. I remember, this is a quick story about, um, I remember a while back, my mom and Tawana was somewhere. And my mom, just like your mom, they everybody was their girlfriend. Everybody, they, like if it was a female, oh, this is my girlfriend, so-and-so. So my mom introduced Tawana, she was like, oh yeah, this is my girlfriend, Tawana, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, mom, you gotta be careful in this, in this time, like that can be taken the wrong way and she she was stopped and she was so flabbergasted like but why would and i'm like i i understand how you meant it and i understand where you were coming from but in this day and time people can take that and it have a completely different meaning from what you had originally set off and it was just literally like this is my friend she's a girl she hangs out with me all the time like right and it's just stupid it's it's so stupid that you have to be that aware of everything. Yeah. Yeah. You go mean, they didn't even give him like an opportunity to just, you know, give a, a fake apology. They was just like, oh no, he won't be back. <laughs> like, let the man try to explain himself. But that's why I feel like Stephen A and people that know him, that should have been a, I shouldn't be somebody on my platform saying, the man loves his wife. That shouldn't come from me. Right. Y'all know that about him, though. That's the thing that upsets me is that y'all know the man is all about his wife. 
anybody at ESPN could have came to his aid and been like, I'm sure he didn't mean it the way it was taken. But no, if you do that now, you know, yeah, they're all puppets. Yeah. They're all puppets. They're paying Stephen A. The, the big bucks to be a coon. And I think it's underpaid for Coonan. For all the stuff they got him doing, he's underpaid yeah. for Coonan. Facts. But you got somebody who's uh, not even given a blatant sexual charge or anything, and then you got this girl on MILF who's actually, like, and it's a rare, rare stance where you have a female being accused of sexual assault. But it, it, <laughs> that's the movement that we're in. Is Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. It's a wild world out here. Hey, hold on, because I wanted to get your opinion on this, too, because it is wild. But uh, for your kids that play sports, you have, like myself, a daughter and a son. I'm only going to make it singular. I know you got multiple, but you have a daughter and a son. And I wanted to bring this up to you to get your perspective. Complaint targets transgender high school track athletes. You knew it was coming. Three Connecticut girls who have run high school track have filed a federal discrimination complaint saying a statewide policy on transgender athletes has cost them top finishes in races and possibly college scholarships. The complaint filed Monday with the U.S. Education Department Office for Civil Rights was submitted by the law of law. Firm Alliance Defending Freedom on behalf of the girls who are asking for an investigation of the policy and orders that would make competitors competitions fair. How would you feel if your daughter lost a race to a guy who was um, wanted to be identified as a female? Yeah, I'm taking the same. I'm taking the same measures. You already have a biological natural advantage over like that's. That's the point of it, of separating male and female sports, because male has a men have a biological advantage over women naturally. So that's that's that. Like that's that has nothing to do with discrimination and equal rights and Title Nine. Like in, in terms of competition, men have a bi. Biological natural advantage over women. So for someone who's born a male who now identifies as female, and that's fine if that's what you want to do, if that's how you want to live your life, you feel like you're a woman, cool. But biologically, you still have an advantage over those girls that you're competing against. And although you're saying that you're a woman, you're not biologically a woman, so you don't it's not an even playing field. And it's really unfair in, in all honesty. Like it's, and I get that you trying to have, um, you know, equal rights for the transgender community and you want to make them feel inclusive and accepted. And, you know, they want to identify with whatever gender, the opposite gender that they were born. Like, I get it, that's, that's cool. But when it comes to like competition, if that's the case, let these girls, you know, take steroids. And everybody would be even. You know what I mean? Like, if that's illegal and that's a violation in competitive sports, how can you tell me as a as a girl 
that it's okay for me to run against a guy who has all this testosterone, something that I don't have, but he says he's a woman, so it's, you know, he has eyelashes and long hair and, you know, some titties, that that's fine. Like, that's, that's an unfair advantage for that transgender woman. And if I was, you know, if I was the parents, I would, pay, I would be taking the same measure because something has to be done. We have to figure out a way for, you know, to be an even playing field and also be inclusive and be mindful of the transgender community because, you know, it's also, they have to be included as well. You know what I mean? Like they're still human, um, but it's, 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 it's an unfair game. Fam, let me let me tell you this right quick. Uh, I'm probably the worst uh, parent coach you're ever going to meet in your life. If my daughter loses a race to your son because he identifies as a female, I'm going to have a problem. And I'm going to be yelling across the field of how unfair it is. I get it. We're talking about equality. But like you mentioned, your son, if he wants to race, although he is being identified as a female and everybody should have equality he should be racing with the boys yeah. period yeah yeah period and i applaud these parents for taking action because it, it, it is like all right enough not enough's enough but when are we gonna start being like okay what makes sense and what's what equality yeah yeah that just doesn't make sense there is a natural order here that that just puts everything in a disbalance. Like it just it's just unfair. That's just the bottom line. It's just unfair, and we get it. Like we understand how this transgender thing works. Like we get that part of it, but in terms of competition, it's unfair. There is a clear advantage for the male over the female. That's that's biology. That's science. That can't be disputed. It doesn't matter, Democrat, Republican, liberal, whatever. That's that's the fact of the matter. Men are biologically fit, and they have things, and they have an advantage over women biologically. And you have to come figure it out. Come to the table, and everybody let's figure it out. Let's talk it out. Get both sides, get the LGBT community in, get, you know, straight heteros in, everybody sit at the table, hash it out, figure something out, because it's, it's really unfair. It's really unfair to those kids who, you know, practice and work out, eat right, do what they have to do, and then they get to a race and they look to their left and it's a dude saying that he's a woman. Like that's just it's just not right. At the end of the day, that's just not right. That's that's really what it comes down to. Uh, uh, and and keeping on your uh, discussion about just biology, only thing we're talking about is biologically. We're not talking about enhancements. No, no, just biologically. I'm just going to run down some stats. Give me one second. So, just in a bio conversation, fastest woman alive is Carmelita Jeter, right? She won a hundred meter dash in ten point six four seconds. She's the fastest woman alive. Documenting. Fastest man alive, of course, is 
Usain Bolt, who won the hundred meters, hundred hundred meter dash in nine point five eight seconds. Yeah. All we're talking about is biologically, and I'm sure if you put Carmelita in a race with any guy, she's going to smoke them. Yeah. Put her in a race. Uh, put up. Put up against Usain and see what happens. But, and that's essentially what these people are doing to these high school kids. Not to say any of these kids are Usain Bolt, but. You, you're giving automatically before the gun goes off and we start racing. I have a disadvantage. Yeah. Yeah. Put Diana Tarasi in a one on one with Russell Westbrook. Game 21. See how many points you get. And that's not with Russ taking it easy, but them going both going 100. Go 100. 100. Full speed. Yeah. He's just physically bigger than her, physically faster than her. There's just no competition. There's just no competition. You could take that with any sport. There's a reason why it's a, it's a WNBA and the NBA. Where it's men's track and field, women's track and field. Where it's men's swimming, women's swimming. Put my uh, Phelps in a, in a pool with any chick. See if she won't get smoked. And it's for just all biology, all you uh, feminists that are listening to us saying, "Well, no, you guys are wrong." Again, all we're talking about is bio- biological uh, makeup. It's just yeah, we're talking about competition sports. Now you're talking about a math test or some type of IQ test, that's different. But when it comes to bi- biology, physics, competitive sports, men have the advantage always. Fam, the cursing that I would let off on a field if <laughs> Yeah, I, I probably would have hurt somebody. I probably would have hurt somebody. Because now it's not just a race. What if this was scholarship, but like a scholarship and something was on the line? Exactly. 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 It's yeah, just not fair. We need to get to what makes sense. What makes sense and what's fair. It's just... All there is to it. What makes sense and what's fair. I enjoyed this one. I enjoyed this. I look look forward to our summer combos. True. Do you have a, a show before we cut out of here? Yes. Uh, Euphoria? On HBO with Zendaya. Um, I believe Drake is one of the producers on the show. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it's one of those... When I was watching it, I was like, holy hell, I am petrified of my kids going to high school. (laughs) (laughs) It was really one of those. And I was like, what can I do so that my kids don't fall into this? world of sex, drugs, alcohol, 
Yo, that show is wild. It's a little bit weird, but it's really well written. And Zendaya does a really good job. It's a really good show, but it's, yeah, it's wild. Hmm. I'm going to say in HBO, you might have given this show as a suggestion before. I can't remember, but uh, Succession? Yes. They'll be back in August, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you got with it? You get jiggy with it? I do. Um, It's like a modern day Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. And for those that think I'm trying to take the easy way out by saying Succession, if it was already given, uh, Eastbound and Down, if you want to laugh. Yeah, that's a funny one. Keep it real easy. Take somebody's HBO login. Uh, Juneteenth has passed, but happy Juneteenth to all of my black black folk, white people. Sit this one out. Sit this one out. We'll see you in July. Yeah. Y'all niggas get one barbecue. We get several. <laughs> I saw that Pennsylvania is going to make that a um, a state holiday. They should. It's, that should be... Uh, I applaud them in PA, who seems like they're very Confederate flag. And I only know that because I was in school in PA. But yeah, they yeah. should. Yeah. They should. Another state should follow suit. Another state should follow suit. Exactly. Exactly. And if I knew better, I would have took off Juneteenth myself. <laughs> Hope it falls on a Monday. So when we tell y'all to get y'all excuses ready for real, y'all can be like, nigga, it's Juneteenth. Suck my dick. June is Juneteenth. I'm not coming. Up. Don't look for me. I'm going to get into this euphoria show. I wanna, I'm, I'm going I'm to check this out. See what this is hitting for. Yeah, it's good. I got a couple shows, too. But, when is uh, Kitten coming back? Who? Kidding. Yeah, right? Probably this fall. Probably like October. It's definitely, I, I believe it definitely got renewed. I believe it definitely. <laughs> I believe it got renewed for the uh, second season. So it should be coming back in the fall. Should be coming back in the fall. Well, folks, for real, get your excuses ready. Uh, I ain't got nothing else. New music should be dropping. Uh, yeah, Rick Russ is supposed to be dropping. Chris Brown's next week. Chris Brown's next week. Chris Brown's next week. Um, I don't know. If, I don't know if I care about Chris Brown. It's too long. It's still too long. It's too long. It's too long. It's too long. Thirty-five records. It's too long. 20, so Twenty-five. Twenty-five of them gonna be fire. I'm telling you that right now. Out of thirty-five. Who has the time to consume 35 records? Break it down. Mm-mm. It's too much press. Come on. Come on to the other side with the 12, 13. If you break down Heartbreak on a Full Moon into two sections, one through 22. I have yet to get past like song number seven. Listen, listen to this playlist. Well, not playlist, but start from 23 and work your way back. And you can say one to twenty-two for like for like a second half if you if you bored. But twenty-three to forty something is fire, all fire. Start at twenty-three and just let it play through. I'll try that. That'd be my laundry my laundry mat joint this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 
That's all I have. Sound like you choking, nigga. You all right? Sir, yeah. I don't know what that was. I was just doing, but I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, niggas. All right.